Thanks, Grace. Thanks, Charlie. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to pass the lines out to you guys because I want you guys to open up with me in our where we'll be tonight. Thank you, Leah. Hey, you want to just grab the rest of these and I'll hand that out on. Uh, thank you for that. And I didn't know that Charlie was going to jump up and share that. I knew Grace was going to come and make a quick announcement, but it's interesting that uh, you'll see, I think, some correlation to what we're going to see from Jesus tonight and what they shared. So thank you. So most of you guys have uh, cell phones. Or have seen someone who has a cell phone. Uh, or you've got a computer. Or you've seen someone that has a computer. So I think, I think I've think i covered everybody in the room. Maybe not. But I'm, I'm going out on a limb to say that you've had that technology somewhere in your life recently. So what is something that we are using that technology for a lot I mean, besides talking on the phone and emails, but what what is just going viral? What what happens on a regular basis? Exactly. So we're, the gaming we're going to set aside for a moment. We're going to talk about social media for a second. Now, in particular, with these phones, what do these amazing phones come with these days? Ed. Well, that one, but think social media. What What is on this phone that most phones have today? A camera. And what are we doing with these cameras these days? Are we, are we going out and going out into nature and like framing it up and go, oh my gosh, this hummingbird is amazing. No, the hummingbird is behind us, but our big head is in the way. Can you see me next to this amazing hummingbird? Right? I mean, we are constantly doing the selfie, everything to get ourselves in social media. We do. We all do it. I mean, if you think about it, if you ask yourself, when you're taking a picture, for those of you that use this social media regularly. In some way, you want others to see you. We want to be liked. We really want to see how many pictures, how many likes our picture has in the first five minutes that we post it on Instagram or Facebook. I've got 35 likes in 35 seconds. You can believe that. There are so many people that are following me. I must be awesome. They must really like me. Isn't that true, though? And why is that true? Why are we doing that? Why is that so prevalent today? Well, I would like to say that I think we do it because inside each of us is a deep longing to be liked, to be known, to be loved, and to be approved. We want approval. And you know what? That is natural. How we get that approval, though, is what we're going to talk about. Before we do, let's pray. Father, I thank you for uh, each person in this room. And I thank you.
Tonight, as we go into your word, I just ask that you would prepare our hearts to hear from you what it is you want to say. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, we've been in Matthew for a while. Uh, I'll just do the very quick recap. So, Sermon on the Mount, and we're now in chapter 6. So, in chapter 5, basically, Jesus comes and he gives us a picture of what life is like what it can be like in the kingdom, especially now that he's here. And then we get to right in the middle there in 16, I think it's 16 and 17, where Matthew, where Jesus is really kind of the crux of section 17 to 20, where the whole crux of the Sermon on the Mount is, and that is Jesus has come to fulfill the law. He has come to empower us to live this kingdom life that he is presenting to us in the Sermon on the Mount. Then he goes on, and we spent some time looking at that law and looking at how Jesus compared, you've heard it said in the law, but I tell you this. And so he finishes that time kind of reaching his original audience about the law, and now he shifts. And now he's going to go from opening their eyes to an understanding of what the law was meant for and how he has fulfilled it. So now, how do we live this life? How do we live out this kingdom life? And so right off the bat, he starts, and I'm going to read the passage. If you guys want to turn to me to Matthew 6, we're going to go 1 to 18. I'm going to read it somewhat quickly because there's a, I'm really going to highlight a few things, but I do want to read the passage. So Jesus says in verse 1, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus when you get to the needy, sound or trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. That they may be praised by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. When you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father. So that your and, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray like this then. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received the reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others. But by your Father, who is in secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will reward you. That's a long passage, and there's lots that we could talk about. We could spend, actually, much of several nights in each of those little areas about giving, about praying, about fasting. 
us to focus on a couple things today. What I think is the main point that Jesus was saying to his audience is right there in verse 1. I'm going to read from the message because I think, especially with what I introduced in social media, uh, it has a very interesting way of presenting this. Be especially careful when you are trying to be good so that you don't make a performance out of it. It might be good theater, but the God who made you won't be applauded. Interesting. I, I had not read that before, so when I was looking at this, I was like, wow, that is pretty interesting uh, kind of paraphrase of that of verse one. Practicing your righteousness. Um, we often we hear that righteousness word and we immediately kind of think, oh, but none of us are righteous, and so it's the righteousness of Christ. So we kind of we we hesitate at practicing righteousness, and yet Jesus said, be careful when you do it. Not if you do it, but when. It's okay. In fact, Jesus is telling us exactly how he wants us to live out our faith. In front of others. Jesus, you know, in all of this passage, the main thing is being careful about why. It's your heart. Are you doing it so that others see you? Of you, know you, or are you doing it because of your love for your brother who sees in secret? And can we do it? Why are we doing it? And Jesus is calling them because what had happened to the people of Jesus' day is it had all become about ritual, it had all become practicing the righteousness. They were following the law, which told them to do that. But we, there's just countless verses where Jesus talks about. Your God, even in the Old Testament, through the prophets, talks about your heart. Just being empty. You're practicing. I don't want your things you're practicing, but you're doing visibly. I want your heart. So Jesus is coming to correct that. But I want us to know, I want us to hear clearly. He says right off the bat, in fact, he expects us to live a human life in front of other people. So it's okay to do that. It's okay to give. It's okay on the 28th of February to go down to Chicago with other people, in front of other people who may be watching, and give to the needy. Right there, what Jesus calls us to do. It's good to do that. It's all about why you do it. My daughter, uh, she's at Indiana Wesleyan, and she noticed that there was a student on campus. And this is, it's cold. It's cold like it is here. No coat. He'd wear two and three hoodies. She'd never have seen him, didn't know his name. But and, and so God just God just laid it on her heart. Let me help you. So she went, bought a coat, found out from a friend who was in class with this guy what his name was, went and got the coat and took it to the uh, postal post office there on campus and had them deliver the box. With just a note saying, it didn't have her name on it, just said, God really put this on my heart to give this to you. It seemed like you didn't have a coat. Now, I don't know down deep in my daughter's heart. I can't ask her, well, what was she really thinking? But in every way she described that to us, God had put that on her heart that 
she felt needed to do that. That's a good thing. So when you hear this, and sometimes when we hear, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing, you're like, what does that mean? How does that happen? Here's what I want you to know. It is okay to live your faith out in front of the fact you need it. So Jesus is not saying that. Now, here's what he is saying. It's all about your motive. If your motive is to be praised, if it's to be seen by others, if it's if it's to be approved by others, then that's not the right motive. And you will receive your reward. You probably will get praised. But you know what, friends? That praise won't fill that God-given longing for His approval, for your Father's approval. Won't fill it. And Jesus knows that. Uh, old uh, kind of church father, John Chrysostom, said, You may do good deeds before men, and yet seek not human praise. You may do them in secret, and yet in your heart wish that they may become known to gain their praise. You see that? You can actually do what Jesus is saying and do a good thing, and people see you, but your heart's right. You could go in secret and do something. But you want to be found out? You want people to praise you? That's wrong. It's all about the heart. Here's the other thing, though, that I think that I want us to focus on tonight. Because when you when you hear those words, that can be kind of, you know, what do I do? How, how do I make sure my heart is right? Here's the other thing that I notice about this text. Or this, this section. Ten times. In 18 verses, Jesus uses the words, or the word, Father. Ten times. Ten times he uses that word. In 18 verses. It means that he's trying to convey something to us in those verses about our Heavenly Father. It means that Jesus understands that need for approval from our Heavenly Father. He knows that God gave that to you. And he wants you to know that you can have that approval from your Heavenly Father. I don't know about you. Um, I'm going to give an example here. And for some of you, this may be a great example. For some of you, this could be a painful example. I don't know where you are on this. Um, but in the beginning, God created you, male and female, and he called them into being, and they were to multiply. Friends, I will tell you that the way God chose to do that is purposeful. Because in the coming together of male and female, and a child being born, we, earthly, bodily people, can have some understanding of what it means to be in fellowship and communion that the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit share the Trinity. God wants to share that with us. He could have made us any way he wanted to, but he chose to make us in bodies. And he chose to use fathers and mothers as a way for us to understand that as the child is born. I would venture to say most of us in this room 
desire our mother and our father to be. And it's okay. That's a God-given desire. It helps us understand because we, we can't always understand spirit and God. But flesh and blood we can understand. We can experience that. Now, I said, for some of you, that will help you. If you remember as kids, I, so my kids when they were little, they're, when they were really little, they learned something new. Daddy, daddy, watch me, watch me, watch me, daddy, watch me do this. Daddy, daddy, come on, watch me, watch me, no, no, daddy, it's my turn, watch me. Whatever new thing they learned when they were really little, it was look at me. They couldn't even say watch or look. Look at me, daddy, look at me, look at me. I eat. <laughs> look at me, daddy. My son would say, don't look at me, I poop me. But that's another story. They wanted me to be them. They wanted me to see what they could do. They wanted me to smile and tell them I love them and I'm proud of them. We long for that. And God has given us our parents to help in that. But it's only a shadow to point us to that love and that approval that we need and want from him. I believe that's why Jesus uses Father so many times in this short passage. Because he's talking about our hearts. He's talking about doing and living a faith out for the right reasons. Now, what does that mean for us? Why? Why did the first word in the first verse Jesus say, be careful, beware, watch out? It's easy when we read this passage, friends, to hear the word hypocrite, think of the Pharisees, think about all the ways in which Jesus is going after them all the time because their hearts aren't pure, and sort of go, ah, that's the Pharisees. That's the hypocrites. I'm not, I'm not really, I don't struggle with that. Um, I think it's always important for us when we get those examples to remember. They were no different than us. So something in them caused them to develop that way. And that hardness of heart. And that wrong motive. We have the same thing for us. We have a nature in us that doesn't want to receive but it wants to grasp. It started with Adam and Eve, and it's been passed down to all of us. There is something in us, in our sinful nature, that actually wants to get our own approval and seek our own approval in our own ways. Jesus knows that, and he's cautioning us. It's important for us to take heed to what he says. I have to tell you now, I have to confess something. Not always easy to do this because it is at the core of what I'm wrestling with sometimes. But I have to share. Um, I long for that approval as well. Kevin's here tonight. To, to just see me teach and just to help me grow in that. Friends, do you know how hard it was for me to prepare for this message tonight? It was hard for me to hear from God and what I think he wanted to do tonight. Because the whole time I was doing it, in the back of my head was, 
Kevin. I want to make sure Kevin approves of my preaching. Sorry. <laughs> in fact, it's been uh, a large struggle of mine being on staff. Because the Lord, in His grace, has called me to be in this position of you guys and teaching you largely unnoticed by most other people. I say that with all sincerity that that's God's grace to me, because He knows my struggle. He knows my desire to be approved. He knows my desire for others to think well of me. And in his grace, he hasn't given me more than I can handle. Friends, it's the same for you. I don't know where you are tonight. I don't know what your struggle may be. I don't know if you struggle for others' approval. Struggle for your parents' approval, your friends, somebody to affirm you. I want you to know this Jesus came, Jesus used the Father ten times. Because he wants you to know that the Father is the only one who can do this. And why do I know that? Because Jesus had his father with him. We just saw in verse in chapter four in his baptism. God could have said anything. He could have said anything to Jesus in that moment. This is my son. He's the king. You better listen to him. This is my son. He is going to do amazing things. He is going to heal. He is going to do signs and wonders. He is going to do things that you have never seen on this earth. He said anything. This is my son. Had his father's approval, right? Jesus knows that God, the Father, wants to give it wonderful. In fact, the only way to the Father is through the Son. He knows it. He's telling them that right off the bat in his time. Lord Jesus, I I stand in awe. I praise you for how much you love us, how much you want us to know that, how much you came to teach us about the Father's love. Father, I ask you forgiveness for those times in our own hearts where we don't want to receive the Father's love. We want to grab our own approval, our own notice. I thank you for being patient with us. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would continue to show us those ways in which we are doing this, and those ways in which we are not receiving the Father's love. And Father, I ask your special blessing tonight on anyone here who has sought the approval of earthly fathers and earthly sons. I ask that you would give them much measure of grace and comfort. Oh, that they could find that love in you. In your precious name, Jesus. Amen. All right, friends, you're off to your discussion group.